0: welcome to this podcast by global church we are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere one to everyone if you want to find out more information check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk good evening and uh, and welcome welcome back to gate it's our our first one back after the summer <laughs> And it was great last time we were here. England were still in the World Cup and it was still hot and sunny and autumn has definitely arrived. And um, you know what? It's, it's, really, it's really exciting to be back and we're in a really exciting uh, stage now as a church. For those of you who don't know, Lynn, um, Lynn and my wife, no, my wife, Lynn, and I um, are now, let me just start my timer and then uh, I know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very important. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, we are now in the process of moving to London. And, uh, and this is because we are, as a, as a church, we have a vision to plant city, uh, to plant churches in cities. I'm all over the place, aren't I? Shall we just go to the Biltmore? Shall we just go to the pub? Yeah, let's, thanks Jesus, we'll just, no Joe. Okay, we have a vision as a church to plant churches all over the world in major cities. And so in three weeks time, we are going to start Global London, yeah. which is so exciting, so exciting. So um, and yeah, so we, we so keep keep post on how it's go- how it's going. We're uh, yeah, we're excited. Anyway, let's get cracking with tonight's message. And um, and you know what, it's all about tonight. I'm talking about. It's called 2020 Vision. Because I'm talking about vision. There was a news story the other day saying that the DVLA and police, um, kind of police, uh, what are they? Oh, I forget what they're called. Forces, police forces. That's it. I wanted to say constables, but no, police forces are um, are piloting something where if they pull a driver over, they will now do the mandatory minimum uh, distance that you can see, like minimum mandatory eyesight check to make sure that you can see. Um, uh, what is it? A license plate. My number plate, where am I? The <laughs> number plate. Anyway, so, um, so uh, because they're saying vision isn't, is that important. And people can can neglect their eyesight, and if you're driving, and you wear glasses, or you wear contact lenses, if you've ever got in the car without your glasses or your contact lenses, that can be quite scary, because you're suddenly like, there are blobs moving, and I don't know, am I supposed to hit them, am I not? If you've ever been in a car with Lynn when she's not got her contacts in, you will, well, just be grateful you're alive. So. So vision is important and tonight I'm going to be talking about vision because as a church, as we go and plant churches and as we go and live our lives out, you know, we go to work and we go to university and we go and we do all the things that we do Monday through till Sunday, it's important that our vision is clear, not our literal vision, you go to the opticians for that, but our vision on how we see God and how we see God people and so I've started with a couple of illusions and for those who were here this morning I've got some different illusions. So let's get the first one up. (laughs) Something's never changed. There we go, right. What do we see? So what do you see there? A cat? A A mouse? Yes. Very good. Alright let's get the next one. Oh. What do we see here? Duck, rabbit, yeah? It's kind of a rabbit, it's a a rabbit or it's a duck like having a nap. Yeah, or it's been, thanks Sam, or it's anyway, sorry vegans, sorry, I need to apologize to you later in the talk as well, but no, Um, all right, a duck or a rabbit. Why am I pulling out illusions? It's because, we can take that down, um, it's because we can look at the same thing and we can see different things. So we can be looking at the same thing and seeing something different. And you know what, this happened with Jesus and the disciples, and it can happen with us. And tonight what I'm gonna be talking about is how do we make sure we have the correct vision so that when we're looking at something, we see it the correct way and not just our own interpretation. So I'm gonna be going to John 6. 5 to 12, and it's the feeding of the 5,000. Um, really well known, it's documented in all four of the Gospels, um, and to give this a bit of context, this is coming at the end of a long day. This is coming towards the end of the day, people are hungry, the disciples have been busy, and in one of the other versions it talks about uh, they haven't had a chance to eat yet. So, so they're, not, they're not just hungry, I think they're hangry. Yeah, they're getting hangry, and um, and it's getting late, and this is where where we enter the story. So verse five, and I was going to read it off. Here we go. Verse five. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, "Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat?" He asked this only to test him, for he knew he had ready in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, eight months wages would not be enough to buy bread for each one to have a bite. Eight months wages. So there's a lot of people here. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the place, and the, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Now, in this, there were also women and children. So they've counted the men, Jewish culture, um, and it's patriarchal culture. So they've counted the men, but there's women and there's children. Now, hungry men are one thing, hungry women are dangerous. And hungry kids are a whole different story. So, I'm building a picture now of what's going on with these 5,000 plus women plus children. Jesus said, have the people sit down there. Oh, there we go, we've read that bit. Um, Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed, sorry, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, so there's no, there's no small portions, there's no, there's no little me go, oh, I'll be polite, I'll be polite and have, have this much, and you're really eyeing up the big piece. There was none of that, they just went for the big piece. When they'd had as much as they wanted, um, he and the discip- he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. So, here you've got a big crowd, lots of hungry people, and you've got Jesus doing one of the miracles that, that was so, um, that, that stuck out so much in the minds of the disciples, all four gospels record it. My first question tonight is where are you looking? Okay, so the disciples were looking at the situation. They were looking, Philip, I, I'm picking on Philip because he's the one that spoke up. Um, but Philip says it would, it would take more than half a year's wages, it would take eight months wages to buy enough bread for one to have a bite. And Andrew says, well, we've got, I like Andrew, he's kind of half-hearted. If you've ever tried to do something half-hearted, you're like, well I've kind of sort of ish got a solution but I know it's not really and I can't really be bothered. Like we should just send them off to go and buy food elsewhere. But they're looking at the problem. Jesus though doesn't see the problem, Jesus is looking at his purpose. And his purpose is to serve the people. His purpose is to reach the people. He's gathered such a large crowd because he's been healing people. And he's been teaching people. And they are, so, I mean, this is the incredible thing about Jesus. They are so amazed about his teaching and his healing that a crowd has, I mean, if you imagine, we had 5,000 people, 5,000 men plus women and children in the center of York. I mean, they would think there was a riot taking place. You know, that is a huge amount. But people had gone and they said, there's this guy And we don't, is he the Messiah? Is he just a prophet? Is he a man of, God? who knows? But you should see what he's doing. Come, come and check it out. And this crowd have gathered and the day is now gone because hey, when there's that many people, time flies and Jesus is busy. Now Jesus isn't thinking about the food. He isn't thinking, well I'm hungry and I'm tired and I should really send them off. Why, because he's thinking about his purpose. Where the disciples are looking at the problem, Jesus is looking at the purpose. Where are you looking? Where are you looking? You see, we can all see things differently. This week, um, obviously, the schools went back, and that is a situation that depending on whether you're a parent, any parents here? Yeah, a yeah, few, yeah? And, uh, or a teacher, any teachers? They're so tired, they can't even talk. They're like, we've had, we've had to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're a parent or a teacher, at the end of the school holidays, you will look at that very differently. And if you're a parent and a teacher, then you're just crazy. Anyway, so, but, but you'll look at the situation differently. And, um, and it's a little bit like, it's a little bit like when you look, well, Peter walking on the water. Um, I'm not gonna bring the scripture up, but a little bit after this story, Peter's on, Peter, the, the disciples are in the boat, and. Uh, And they see this figure walking out towards them. And Peter says, Jesus, if that's you, call me out. And so Jesus calls him and says, come. And so Peter gets onto the water. Now here's the thing, this may be for someone tonight. The miracle doesn't start until you step out. So if you're believing for a miracle and it hasn't yet come, you gotta ask yourself, have you stepped out yet? or are you waiting for it before it starts? Peter's miracle of walking on the water didn't start until he actually stepped onto the water. Yeah. He didn't have a miracle while he was sitting in the boat. Anyone can sit in the boat. You don't need to be a Christian to sit in the boat. Yeah, that's, that's pretty universally, you know, physics allows that. But to walk on water, that's a different story. Maybe tonight you wanna to walk on the water and you're, you're waiting for something before you get out the boat. Get out the boat. So Peter's getting out the boat. now. It says that Peter has his eyes fixed on Jesus, but there's a storm on the lake. So there's the wind, and there's the wave. There's the circumstances. There are the situations. And he takes his eyes off Jesus, and he starts to sink. Where are you looking? Are you looking at your situation, or are you looking at your savior? Where are you looking? I love Psalm 23, because Psalm 23, uh, well, I'll read it, verse one to four. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, um, and there's, a, there's a, a bit in this that I want to pick out, which is, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Even though I walk, sometimes we'll hit situations, but we're not called to stay in the situations, we're not told to stand still in the situations, we walk through, we keep on moving, we think, you know what God, I don't. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know how I'm going to get through this course. I don't know how I'm going to get that, that job. I don't know how I'm going to get that partner. I don't know if she's ever going to say yes. When I, pr- I don't know how I'm going to get to the other side. But we're told to walk. Why? Because he is with us. Yeah. He is with us. Where are you looking? Philip was looking at the situation. Now what I love about what Philip and Andrew did the disciples, if you're thinking, who's Andrew? Um, What I love about what Philip and Andrew did is they took it to Jesus. They didn't have the answers. They didn't know the solution, but they went to the Savior. That's what they did. John 16, 33 says, it's Jesus talking, and he says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will, you will, have trouble. Everyone say, will. will. You will have trouble. Cheers, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, I thought I was gonna become a Christian and life was just gonna be rosy and you know, and I was gonna, everything I was gonna touch was gonna be super successful and things were just gonna be easy. I thought, no, 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 no. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. There's a reason why we declare in worship, about him being the name over every name. There's a reason why we stand on the name of Jesus. It's because nothing can stand against it. And when we stand on it, we're standing in his strength. See, we were never promised a perfect life. We have a perfect savior. So tonight, where are you looking? Are you looking at your situation? Or are you looking at your savior? My second point, my last point, is what do you see? So we started off by looking at the illusions, and we were seeing different things depending on where we, what we focused on. And, uh, and you know, for those of you who are married, you will understand that when you go into the kitchen sometimes and you look in the kitchen cupboards, and you're like, I'm looking for, I'm looking for something, and Lynn's like, It's definitely there. And I'm looking, and I'm like, it's not there. Like, it's not there. She's obviously eaten it. She's taken it to work. Maybe she's left it at the fridge at work. I definitely haven't had it. You know, say it's a bag of Haribo, something like that. And, uh, and she goes, and she's like, no, it's definitely there. I've not touched it. She's in a different room doing something like really important. Um, I'm the one looking for a bag of sweets. Um, so, so we're looking, and, and, and she's like, no, it's definitely there. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I cannot see it. And eventually, and if you're married, you'll know this. Comes in and is like, right, out the way. And then it's like, it's there. It was covered by like half a tin of beans. We're just covering it. And you just couldn't see it. And here's the thing, what do you see? Do you see a problem or do you see purpose? When Philip saw the people and the crowds, he saw a mess. There's 5,000 people there and women and children and they're all hungry and they're all now expectant because we're in the middle of nowhere. Like what are we going to do? He saw a mess. Jesus was on mission. Jesus was on mission. And we are called to be on mission. We are called. The last commandment that Jesus gives us, the great commission, commission, there we go, is go into all the world and make disciples. Go into all the world. Now is it go into all the world and tell them how they should live, what they should do, that they're not doing it right? No, no it's not. Is it go into all the world and show them actually that your way is much better because you have it all together? No. I'm pleased no one said yes then. No, it's not, because we don't have it all together. It says, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How do we do that? We go be with people. How did Jesus do that? He went and, he partied so much with people, he got accused of being drunk. I mean, that is, you know, that's like going on a night out as a designated driver, do you know what I mean? And you're like, I've gotta gotta get into it. Hey, this is great, and it's like, is that vodka? No, it's water. <laughs> anyway, but it's, so what do we do as a church? Brilliant, here it is. We are Christ-centered, Bible-based, mission-focused, spirit-led. That's why we're going to London. We're going on mission. We're gonna go plant global. We've got, where's Sophia? Sophia, hey. Give Sophia a round of applause back. Great to see Sophia who her and her husband Simon are over in Scandinavia planting not one, but two oh globals. I mean that in two countries. Copenhagen, Denmark, Mamma, Sweden. That's exciting. And so what? could we are on mission. Now, let's just say for a second that um, you're really busy. And you think, well that's all good, that's good for you, but it doesn't really apply to me. Doesn't really apply to me because you know what I've got? I've got my job, and I've got I've got I've got family, and I've got commitment. I've got loads of things going on. You know, yet yeah, You go do your you go do your mission. know, yeah, we've got Freshers' weeks coming up, and we've got uh, we're starting youth work in York. If you want to get involved, come let us know. But we're starting youth work why? Because the next generation need to hear the gospel just as much as our generation needs to hear the gospel, just as much as the students need to hear the gospel. So we're going to be starting that. And you think you know what? That all sounds great, and I'm I'm going to cheer you. I'll even pray for you but I'm not gonna get involved because I'm just, I'm just too busy. Don't listen to this next bit, you won't like it. Proverbs 11.25 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. There we go. You see, because we are blessed to be a, yes. We've switched the Trinity, Father God, Holy Spirit, for the millennial trinity, me, myself, and I. The Problem is, we weren't designed to be focusing on us. We're made in God's image, and God is an outward looking God. So when we look inward, anyone ever spent too much time on their own? Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's not good. <laughs> I normally need Lynn to come and dig me out. Um, and it's, because we're not designed to do that. We're not designed to be focused on us. Well, I'm just gonna make sure that You know, I need to get my finances, and my job, and my family, and my social life. I need to get it all sorted, and then, if I have time, I might. No, that is not how we are wired. We are wired to be outward-facing, reaching people on mission. See this? This is why coming to church is so important. Because it breaks us out of the mindset and it gets us refocused and re energized and resourced with going back out because we come back to the source. It's a bit like when you come into worship and you feel better afterwards, and it's because you're focusing back on God. It's not on, my, you know, not on my situation, not on my bills that I have to pay. I'm in the process, I did seven house viewings the other day. I've got more booked in tomorrow and Tuesday. Oh my, moving house is awful. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm like, Lynn, you just want to go wild camp in Battersea Park? I'm just going to pitch a tent, it'll be fine. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's that, so I need, I need to stop looking at my situation at times because I'll just get wrapped up in that. And I think, no, no, no. It, that, isn't, that isn't good for us, because that's not what we're meant to be. We're meant to be outward looking. I, I, ch- I invite you, and I challenge you, to, incon- to get inconvenienced for the gospel. To go and inconvenience yourself, like the disciples did. When they were tired, and they were fed up, and they were hungry... And they're like, can't we just, I think it's in Mark's gospel, they say, can't we just send them to the nearest town to go get food? Like, and what they're really doing is like, let's just get them out of being our responsibility and then we don't have to deal with them and then we can go get some food and get to bed. But the thing is, Jesus is on mission. So he isn't fussed about, about that comfort, he's fussed about them. He's looking at the bigger picture. Now, here's the thing. When you look after God's kingdom and God's mission, he looks after yours. Because by the end of the story, when Jesus sends them to go and pick up the, the leftover bread and, is, and says, let nothing be wasted, how many bowls do they pick up? 12. Twelve. How many disciples are there? Twelve. There we go. You will never lose out when you put God's mission first. You will never lose out. And we say this because we know the scriptures, Matthew 6:33: uh, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I haven't given it to the back desk, so it's just, but we know the scripture and we go, yeah, 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 seek first the kingdom, plant it in the house and you will flourish. In Galatians, plant it in the house, ah, yeah, I know it. And then it's like, then life hits. And it's like, well, I'm a bit busy. I'm a bit, I, I know I could meet that person, but you know what, I'm just a bit. Or you're at work and it's having a lunch break and someone's, someone's like, what have you done this weekend? And you reel off everything you've done apart from mention church. It's like, well, I, you know, I, went, I went for breakfast, I went, you know, I went for a run, I went shopping, I cleaned the house, I did the food shop, I did the you know, da 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 da, oh that's nice. And you think you've missed out the one thing that will change their life. Yeah. You've missed the one thing that will transform not just their life now, but their life for eternity. Yeah. But we will never be inconvenienced. Sorry, we will never lose out when we prioritize the gospel yeah. and God's mission. How do I know this? Philippians 4:19 says, at, at this, "And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus." <laughs> Proverbs: 133 says but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And this is one of my favorites, Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. It says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The key is, because that sounds great, those who trust in the Lord. So where are you looking and what do you see? Are you looking at a mess or are you looking at the mission? Are you looking at the problem or are you looking at the purpose? We've got some really exciting things coming up as a church, Um, as as global across the city. We've got two sets of freshers weeks for both universities. Next week here, we have baptisms next Sunday night. Really exciting, you'll hear more about that in a bit. We've got our, our church planting summit reach at the race course happening at the end of the month. And then we're kicking off global London. We have so many exciting things coming up because we're on mission because we're on mission. But tonight, before we go, what I want us to do is make sure that we, are, we see things clearly. Yeah. That instead of seeing the problem, Lou, if you want to get up, sorry, <laughs> sorry. But instead of seeing the problem, instead of seeing the, the oh, it's just, gonna, it's just gonna cost, it's just gonna be, I'm gonna be tired, I'm gonna be, I could be at home watching Corey. you know what I mean? No one, no, no one should watch Corey. <laughs> but, but it's that, inconvenience yourself for the gospel. Focus on the savior, not on the situation. And if you're walking through something, maybe you're praying for something at the moment and it hasn't happened. Maybe you're believing for something and it hasn't yet happened. I would say, check it. Check it lines up with the mission. Check it lines up with God's mission. Because sometimes when it doesn't, he won't answer the prayers. We are blessed to be a blessing. He resources us for a purpose. He gets things to us to get them through us. And if the flow stops, we've got to make sure that we're still on the right path. That we're still going in the right direction. That we're still on his page. We haven't just wandered onto ours. I'm going to finish there. So guys, if you want to bow your heads and Close your eyes. I'm going to. Every week we give people an opportunity to respond. Because we are a church who is on mission. For those who do not know Jesus. For those who maybe have a picture of church. Which is, is totally, totally way off. It's religious instead of relationship. We don't believe in behavior transformation. We believe in heart. Sorry, we believe in heart transformation, not behavior modification. And tonight, maybe you've never accepted Jesus, you've never taken that step. Tonight, I wanna invite you to take that step, to get on that page, to say, God, if you're really there, if you're really there, then I want in. If that's you, you can just do that simply now, while everyone's got their eyes closed and their heads bowed, just by raising Hand, raising your hand. If that's you, you do that now. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, let me just pray for us. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for the vision that you've given us as a church, Father, to go and make disciples and to plant churches and to reach cities. Father, I thank you that you haven't, just, you haven't just commissioned us, but Father, you've empowered us and you've enabled us and you've given us your spirit. You've given us everything that we need to go and to make that happen. And Father, I pray now for everybody here that as we go and as we live our lives and as we do our week, that Father, we have your mission at the forefront of our minds, that there's a boldness that comes in to talk to people about our faith. There's a boldness to, that comes in When people ask, that we can say how you have transformed our lives. Because, Father, it is too good a secret for us to keep to ourselves. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.